Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. What's up, everybody? Welcome to Travis and Vic's Drunken Horror Adventures. I'm Travis, joined by my brother from another mother, the big homie, Phil Pot. What's up, man? What's up, bro? What's up? Ah, same shit, different day. You know, it, it feels really weird to fucking do a, a hatchet movie when it's cold as shit outside. I don't like it. Well, it's not a hatchet movie, I guess. I mean... But, you know, we usually do them in February, and it's usually colder in February, so who knows? I, I don't know what's going on. That's true. I don't like this shit. Because, you know, this is one of those that feels like uh, it's supposed to be warm because it's in the swamps of Louisiana. But, you know, we're sitting in the hell of Louisville, Kentucky with fucking, well, there was snow on the ground. Apparently there's going to be snow on the ground <laughs> again. And I don't like that shit. Fuck that. Save that for December. Yeah, it's snowing in Cincinnati today. I don't understand. I don't get it. I don't get it. Um, But you know what? This is actually kind of cool because this is one of the first ones or uh, one of the the movies. How do I describe this? This is one of the movies, one of the newest movies we've ever done on a show. Does that make sense? You know what I'm saying? Based on the release date. Most movies we're doing it a few years later, even a year later. This one, I mean, it just came out, and let's look at the actual release date, but I mean, it, the way it came out was really weird, but um, they considered the release date February 6, 2018, although it went around the horror festivals, horror conventions with uh, Adam fucking Green uh, doing the tour. We missed it, though. It's kind of sad that we uh, missed the uh, the diff- various tours. It was really neat how this one was released, because nobody knew it was coming. Yeah, man, like... I remember whenever I first saw it, uh, they put that it was out, and you know they they filmed the whole movie, and nobody knew that they were even doing it. It's pretty crazy. A little trivia for you: eleven days this movie took to film. Eleven fucking days. That is insane. I mean, That's even wild. even yeah. like the lowest of the low budget take longer than that. You know. Yep, it's crazy. Well, what's cool about this is we get Adam Green returning to the director's chair after uh, just executive producing and writing uh, the third one. B.J. McDonald actually uh, directed that one. Um, and since we're in IMDb trivia time, let's go ahead and roll through it, Vic. Let me let me give you the uh, ratings on all the Hatchet movies up, up to date, okay? And you can roll your eyes along with me because I think it's a little bit silly. Hatchet 1, <laughs> the first one, is 5.7 out of 10. Which doesn't sound too terrible until you see that Hatchet 2 gets a 5.5 out of 10. So it drops a, a couple. But what's ridiculous is Hatchet 3 gets a 5.7 out of 10. So you're telling me that it's better than the second one? I think we covered that on this show. Not happening. I mean, it had its moments. Don't get me wrong. But as far as the Hatchet series up to this point, Hatchet 3 was the low, low point, correct? Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah. That's crazy, though. 
So basically what IMDB users are telling me is that Hatchet 3 is right on par with the first one, and that's absolute bullshit. Not a fucking chance. The original first Hatchet is a, a goddamn classic to rank right up there with all the greats. Hopefully 50 years from now people recognize that because I seriously put it up there with all the greats. You know, Maybe top yeah, 10 is the first say, entry of a slasher ever. The the first the first hatchet should be like you know along the levels of a uh, chainsaw or Friday Thirteenth or whatever. I mean, it should be like a at least a good seven point five out of ten on IMDb. I'm gonna commit some blasphemy. It's better than Friday the Thirteenth to me. Uh, it, it it's right there with Texas Chainsaw and and uh, fucking Halloween for me. But it, it's definitely better than Friday the Thirteenth to me. And I'll take it over Nightmare on Elm Street. Sorry, Freddy fans, but it's true. It's just my opinion. I, I like gore, but it, it, it's my uh, blood and my cinema. If it makes you feel any better, I would take it over both of those two. Yeah. As you should. As you should. And it's better than Child's Play. But that kind of goes without saying, because that's, <laughs> one of these days we'll get into that mm-hmm. series. But uh, Child's Play is not exactly, as far as slashers go, it's more of a comedy. Even though people try to say yeah. that they, it was really like dark originally, not really. <laughs> not really. I mean, Chucky was always funny to me. Yeah, I mean, I had, I had a toy that looked just like Hucky, and you know what I'm saying? I slept with him, so. Yeah, yeah. hell yeah. My you know buddy, or little buddy, buddy, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Tyler had my, my buddy. My buddy. I, I never had one, though. I, but I, I, had, I had a friend who had a Chucky on their front door. It wasn't even Halloween. That's awesome. It was the black. That's a friend for life. I knew it. He's your friend to the end. Well,. That leads yep. us all the way up to, to Victor Crowley now, released February 6, 2018, like I said. Adam Green returns to the director's chair. Of course, he writes this movie, too. And this one gets a 5.7. So the IMDb ratings are very confused as far as I'm concerned because it's like, so part four is still, I mean, how often does that happen in a slasher series? Because usually they all start falling as we go along. Yes, they do. People are usually confused. I guess now I'm confused by I their rating. I guess they're I guess they're confused now. People, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I'm confused myself. I'm, confused. I'm drinking a little bit of yeah. two buck chuck tonight, Vic. You know what two buck chuck is? It's some type of a wine, I would assume. Well, not a wine, yeah. but a, a cider. Yeah, no, it's wine. It's white Zinfandel. Oh, well, I'm drinking white Zinfandel. It's from Trader Joe's. They have like two dollar wine there, <laughs> and it's worth it. Nice, nice. I've got a nice full uh, wine rack, and, and it was my this my third or fourth night in a row drinking wine because it's beautiful. My wife drinks a, uh, a glass of wine, and then I drink the entire rest of the bottle. <laughs> Lord, yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, I just love it. And then by the end of the night, I pass out and sleep real good. Uh, so yeah, I enjoy it. Well, of course, we get Keen Hodder. Yep, we get Keen Hodder returning to the role of Victor Crowley, um, which you know, I don't even know if they can continue the series if it's not Keen Hodder. You know what I'm saying? Unless you get some other horror icon to play it, it just wouldn't feel right. I don't know who else you could get to play it. Hmm, that's a good fucking question. Because everybody else wouldn't be the right body type. Now that I think about it. Um, yeah, I really can't think of anybody else that you. Can I got one, play. A- Andrew Bynarski. Yeah, 
Hell yeah. I'd pay that motherfucker yeah, to do crazy. it. He's psycho too. So fuck yeah. yeah. There you go. That's yeah. like the only suitable replacement today. But um we also get the return of Perry Shin, who is the Asian fella who's in every single one of these movies. Um, like it's not a hatchet movie unless you have Kane Hodder and Perry Shin. And again, he this is actually the first one where he comes back as the same character he played in the last one. Because remember, he played three different characters, and now he comes back in Victor Crowley as Andrew. Because if you recall, he actually survived the events of Hatchet 3. Oh, yeah. Of course you recall. You you watched this fucking movie. So, <laughs> I'm just saying. <laughs> and yeah, beyond yeah, that, yeah. we get Felissa Rose, which we'll get into. We get Tiffany yeah. Shepis, who's in it a little bit, and we get a we get a couple of cameos that I'll get into. But uh, yeah, this one is not as loaded with like some of the horror actors that a lot of the other ones were. And I listened to the Adam Green commentary, and he said Felissa Rose actually didn't even ask him to be in the movie. But every time he goes into a convention, all the horror legends are always asking him to, to put him in their hatch and his hatchet movies. Yeah, that's pretty awesome, actually. I mean, obviously they have respect for what Adam Green does. And that's the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. See, I tell you, you know, I've been drinking. But that's the beautiful thing about these movies is that they're, you know, a um, kind of like a love letter to horror fans, especially slasher fans, as far as I'm concerned. So, gotta love that. Well, this movie starts off uh, a little bit differently than a lot of them, but in the same, in, in a way, it's also the same. Like uh, the first Hatchet starts off in a boat you know, in the swamp, the Honey Island Swamp, which is where this takes place. And Vic, you'll have to bear with me because this is all going off the top of my head and some notes I took because I'm not cheating tonight. There's no IMDb shit, plot synopsis or anything <laughs> like that for me to go off of. So this is all from my own memory, which I watched Catch It about four or five times today. So, you know, I, I have, it's pretty fresh in my memory, but, you know, I drink away those memories quickly. So, but anyway, this movie Yeah, buddy. Up. And it's the 1960s. I can't even remember the exact year, but it's the 1960s. And um, you have two people in a boat. It's a, it's a couple. And apparently these two are comedians, just for the record. Uh, I don't know them, but that's what they are, based on the commentary that I got <laughs> from Adam Green. Um, and uh, maybe the guy is more recognizable with glasses, but he's he's not wearing glasses in the scene and apparently can't see shit. Uh, legit. So anyway, he's sitting there with his chick. And like... He's going through this whole thing where he's trying to propose to her. And this is one of the funniest parts in the movie to me, right off the bat, is where he's trying to propose to her. <laughs> she starts getting all fucking, you know, you know how women get about stuff. But, like, it's amplified, like, way worse than any woman who ever cried during a, a proposal. And she's sitting there snotting all over herself and her makeup's running. He's like, oh, Jesus. Oh, oh. And, like, these two, like, I, I think they really played it well at the start. And you get the idea automatically that these hatchet movies, they're horror comedies. You know what I mean? Don't get me wrong. They're balls-to-the-wall slashers, but there's a hell of a lot of comedy in them. Yes, sir. So what do you think of this scene where this guy's asking her to marry him and she's fucking snotting all over herself and crying? It was pretty awesome. It was so fucking weird. 
Like, I didn't know what to think of it when I was first watching it. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And then you hear that familiar sound of daddy in the background. Not the one my daughter makes at 2 a.m., but the one that Victor Crowley makes. <laughs> His little, more than that, I can't do it. It's, mongo- it's too mongoloid for me to even do. But, uh, <laughs> and... He's like, it sounds like somebody's crying. You know, obviously she accepts his proposal, despite the fact she kisses him and there's, like, fucking snot all over his face. He's ready to throw up. It's great. But anyway, um, and, you know, they think that somebody's hurt, and when they figure out that uh, somebody's there, it's a little too late because Victor Crowley fucks up their world, especially her. And, uh, I mean, well, okay, but before that happens, actually, we run into uh, a cameo from a hunter who's in the forest and told him to get the fuck out of there. He gets decapitated. And you know who that cameo is from, the hunter in the scene, Vic? Who's that? Tyler Maine. Hmm. He's a bad man, isn't he? Well, he couldn't stand up to my, he couldn't stand up to Victor Crowley, nor did Derek Mears, nor did uh who else? Robert England. Uh, so Victor Crowley, he has wiped out all the uh, major slashers at this point. Yeah, he's wiped out all the major slashers at this point, Vic. Yeah, oh yeah. He killed Freddy. He killed Jason from the remake. He killed Michael Myers, and he killed well from the remake, and he killed uh, Leatherface from Part Three. So that's pretty good work from uh, old, old Victor Crowley there. So. Tyler Maine, I knew he looked familiar whenever I first saw it. I was like, that looks like fucking, is that Tyler Maine? And then, yep, of course so. Michael Myers goes down like a bitch, and then he fucks their world up because he kills the dude, and then he gets a hold of the girl, and he starts fucking chopping off pieces of her, and, you know, he just chops her to bits. And, then, you know, that's kind of how the movie starts is he fucking wipes out this couple. And that's the cool thing about this series. And, and you know, because in Hatchet 3, we saw Victor Crowley die. This is not like um, they, they're bringing him back. There's no explanation for how he comes back. No, they just go back in time because Victor Crowley's been around for like 50 fucking years terrorizing these swamps, right? And I like that. I like the idea that he's an urban legend, but a ghost, you know. But So, I mean, technically he could have killed countless people. There's no beginning and an end to it. So I like that, you know what I mean? Because then they can tell whatever prequel or backstory they want to tell whenever they want to tell it. We go back and to the kill a couple to. kill a couple of Black Panthers, you know what I'm saying? It'd be sweet. <laughs> That's racist. You can't say that. Not on our airways. Oh, okay. We're probably going to get kicked airways. off the air again, aren't we? Yep. So we go, we go from this to our kind of usual intro and uh, this girl is kind of uh, telling the story of Victor Crowley. And, I, fuck, I forgot who this girl was. Like, she's related to somebody uh, on the set, but I forget who. I th- no, it's Felicia Rose's daughter. She's the one that does the voiceover there of the little girl. So Interesting. Yeah, it, it was cool, though. You know, it was just another intro where you're getting this backstory of Victor Crowley, and, and I've always loved that about it. But, you know, Vic, what I've noticed about this movie is, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, there's really no... All right. There's what? I don't know. You just broke up for no good reason. No, you did. You sound like you just fell down or something. Shut up. Anyway, yeah. what did you say? <laughs> Fucking Vic broke... Vic broke his hip. Anyway... <laughs> you old bastard. 
there's no there's no um like there's no footage of any of the other movies in this one. You know you know that? Yeah. Like are there any other ones? I can't really recall. I guess not. I don't think so, man. Honestly, I mean, I haven't seen all the other ones in a while, but I don't think so. No, it's not like Friday the 13th where they have to show exactly what happened. It just takes place yeah. right after, usually. And this is the first one that's like, like totally, like, I mean, it's 10 years later, literally and figuratively. I mean, it's it's that way, like in the movie, and it's that way in real Maybe not real life, because I think the last one came out in, like, 2013. But, you know, 10 years later is fine with me. Because the events of the first one took place in, like, 2007. They just kept making sequels. So, it's all good. 10 years later, we get old Andrew Yong, uh, which is our buddy from Hatchet 3, the Asian guy who has not been to any conventions. What the fuck's he doing in life where he can't go to a convention? Nothing. I does Hatchet. I've never seen him anywhere. Have you? I don't think so. Because I'd get him on all my hatchet posters, probably, if he's not charging 80 bucks. I whoop his ass he's if he bum. did that. <laughs> he's a bum. He's a bum. Uh, you got to love the bums, JJ. All right. So, anyway, you get him, and he's on this Oprah-style show. It's called, what is it, The Sabrina Show? And you know you oh, got this black, you, you got this blackered chick with a with a wig on, and she's she's like talking to him about his book, and he's kind of like, you get the idea that, like, he's treated like O.J. Simpson by most people. There was the big, you know, uh, murders that took place 10 years ago where, like, 40 people died, and he was, like, the only survivor, or is he? But we'll get into that later. But as far as people know, he was the only survivor. And so everybody blamed him for it. Of course, they couldn't uh, pin it on him. They couldn't prove that he did it. Kind of unbelievable. This little Asian guy killed forty people, though. What did he fucking do? Break out some sort of Bruce Lee karate and fucking kill everybody? Come on, Vic. He did. <laughs> there it goes. There it goes. With his eyes on slanted and shit. All right. So now the blacks and the Asians have been offended for tonight. That's good. That's good. We'll get into some offensiveness towards others too, uh, at some point. And you know she. She mentioned something to him, and it made me wonder, like, what they were going for here. She mentioned something about his DNA was found on the victims, and I was like, and he's like, well, they haven't right. figured out how that happened. I don't know how that happened. And I thought to myself, if they found his DNA on the victims, are they saying he jacked off on these people? Yes, or he raped them all. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Because, like, the way he acted about it, I was like, is that what they're going for here? See, this is why I wish Adam Green could have made it tonight. Actually, I think, honestly, Adam Green is a little bit sick of talking about Hatchet 4 or, you know, Victor Crowley. Because, I mean, shit, he went on tour and talked about it every single fucking night for how long? True, true, true. Oh, well, we gave it a shot. If you guys want to hear an interview with Adam Green, just go back to our first Frozen show, we had two, because the first one, we spent over an hour talking to Adam. Uh, by the way, when I was listening to the commentary on this movie, it made me sad, uh, because I think Adam Green's in a, in a place that I didn't realize, that, you know, like, I think he's divorced, and he's kind of depressed about the fact that he might not ever have kids. Who don't have kids? Adam Green. Yeah, Adam Green doesn't have kids. Victor Carley is a kid. Uh, that's sad. Uh... 
Well, what's fucked up is you know he married Victor Crowley, the young Victor Crowley he from. Victor Crowley. Yeah, he he married uh, the young Victor Crowley from the first one. No, no, he married the old Victor Crowley. So he married Kane Hodder. That's fucking sweet. Yeah. All right, you heard it right here, folks. Adam Green and Kane Hodder are married. Vic's gonna have to take responsibility for that one. No, I hope Adam Green's not listening. <laughs> I hope Kane Hodder's not listening. That's really what I'm worried about. <laughs> <laughs> I can track us down from the shed. I told, I told Adam Green about it. I didn't tell Kane Hodder about it. I know, but what if he lets him listen to it? Then he might choke me again. Good, better you than me. I'm gonna blame you. I'm gonna say it was pot. It was pot. He runs slower to me. Catch him. I'll climb a tree or something like the black guy and hatchet. Remember that? Yes. All right. Well, anyway, so he's sitting there plugging his book, and, you know, he's talking about how it's called I Survivor, which made me laugh because I, Tanya, you know. I bet you his book, you know, there's an actual book called I Survivor that they wrote for this movie? Really? Legit. It tells this guy's story. Like, that book in the movie is real. They did the book. I don't know how to get a hold of it. They probably did it on the tour. But, yes, that actually does exist. So that's fucking crazy. Anyway. Yeah, like I said, he's being treated like O.J. Simpson, though. You know what I mean? Like, that he he did this shit, and he's just getting away with it. And, uh, anyway, it's kind of a goofy scene. So then, from there, we go to this hotel room scene. You got three kids, and I say kids, but, you know, they're probably in their 20s. And they're shooting... A Victor Crowley movie, a hatchet movie, basically, and apparently it's just going to be like a tra- a trailer for it that they're shooting. But uh, you get this couple, and one of them, her name's Chloe, and she's the one with the nose ring. And Vic, I don't know what it is about this chick, but Katie Booth is fucking hot. She needs to go come to a convention so we can meet her and perv on her. This bitch was amazing. You agree? I don't know what it is about her. Yeah. But she just. Woo! I liked her. I, I I got I got a little secret to tell you and everybody out there listening right now. Uh oh! I beat my dick to it. <laughs> oh, and then this is the part where I have to give shit to Adam Green because all right, so you got the other dude. You got this. Uh, what the fuck's his name? I don't know what his name is. Alex, probably, maybe. Anyway, he's he's the uh, dude that's with uh, Chloe. And then there's the other chick whose name is Rose, played by Laura Ortiz. And Laura Ortiz drops her towel, and we get a shot of her ass. And I watched this the first time, and I thought to myself, that's not her ass. Because you notice it changed camera angles. And I thought they were, I thought they were pulling a Freddy versus Jason on me, you know? And I was going to get ripped off on this. But lo and behold, on the commentary, Adam Green and her are talking, and she's like, yeah, that is my ass. And Adam Green was like, yep, she was willing to show more than that, but I told her no because she's like my little sister. And I was like, you son of a bitch. Why would you do that to us? Lord, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. know. Why, why would he do Next time, if we see her at a convention, we should just say, hey, hey, we want to see how you worked out. And she, was, she was proud of the fact that she had been working out, and she wanted to show off. And I was good with that, but he didn't let it happen. And what a jerk thing that is to do. That is the worst thing he's ever done to me. Yeah. 
shitty. Well, we're going to get into the worst thing he may have ever done to you, okay? <laughs> Here shortly. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Lord. Uh, yeah, uh, but anyway, Rose is pretty hot too, and it's kind of an interesting dynamic because right away they're establishing like characters and what they're going to be, and, and Chloe's the one that's making the movie, and Rose is just kind of along for the ride, and you get the impression that Chloe's going to be the main character from here on out, and that Rose, the, the foul-mouthed one that dropped her towel, is going to be, you know, kind of like Rose McGowan in Scream, that she's going to get picked off, but maybe it's not going to go that way, and we'll get into that. Uh, by the way, for any, for any of you that tuned in and have not seen the movie, you're fucking up right now. Tune out, watch the movie, tune back in. Anyway, thank you for listening. <clears throat> but uh, they're they're going to go to the Honey Island Swamp and film this movie. But first, they're going to meet Andrew Young, uh, who is you know again the guy who survived the the Victor Crowley murders and. Um, Chloe apparently has a crush on him, wants to fuck him, but, you know, I'm kind of jealous of that, personally. We need to see if she has any nudes out there, because she didn't do shit in this movie. Not even her ass. I like her. I like her a lot. Yeah. Yeah, I want to see it. That's what I'm saying. She was also in Tell Me How I Die, Unstrung, in the picture. And I have to tell you, I've never heard of any of those movies. Not a bit. <laughs> Not a bit. You know who she looks like? She looks like one of the chicks in um, fuck, uh, Christmas Horror Story. Uh, what is it? Christmas Horror Story? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? The one that's a klepto. That's who she looks like. But it's not her. But yeah, it should be her. I can see that. Yeah. I can see it. So anyway, they're going to this book signing. Uh, first, because they're going to try to get Andrew in their movie. So now we go to Felicia Rose and Andrew walking out of the Sabrina show. Felicia Rose is playing like his um, what, like his manager, his agent, Kathleen, and she's fucking great. I just have to say that right off the bat. She is funny as shit in this movie. Kind of like um, Caroline Williams was awesome in Hatchet 3. Felicia Rose kind of fills that role in this movie, doesn't she? Yeah, Felicia Rose was awesome. Yeah, she was. And she's basically like, you know, we got to do this. And basically, she's just cashing in, too. And one of the things I thought about is like, I was like, she's a shitty agent. But then I thought about it, and I was like, hmm, I wonder how good of an agent O.J. Simpson could actually get. Think about that. Probably not a very good one, because a lot of them would be like, nah, I'm not associating with you. But then again, they are agents, and they're all scumbags anyway, so he could probably get Scott Boris if he wanted to. Who's the other ones? Who are the other agents, the super agents out there? Who's the one that held up uh, with T.O. with the Eagles? Do what now? Who's the agent, the sports agent, who held up the, uh, oh, the Eagles oh. with T.O.? What was his name? Oh, fuck. You remember all that? Because he was a clown. Yeah. Like Sorry, right, I know you love him, it's but it's Scott, true. It's not Scott Boris, right? No, Scott Boris is like more of a baseball agent, I think. Yeah, that's what I thought. It's like, oh, my God. See, I'm going to have to look it up. What the fuck was his name? Me too. Let's see. Go faster. I can't remember, but like he was a well-known for a while. 
Drew Rosenhaus. Yeah, that fellas. Theo suing him for six point five million, by the way. Yeah, they got beef. That's because Theo's broke. That's really the truth of the matter. Yeah. So we go from the Felicia Rose conversation to uh the book signing. And this shit is funny because you got a line of people that are waiting to meet this dude, Andrew, who wrote this book, and half of them just want to call him a murderer, which I think O.J. Simpson should have a book signing. I'd go, wouldn't you? I wouldn't even get him. I'd get him to sign a picture of the crime scene. That'd be some good murderability, wouldn't it? Yes, sir. So anyway, we're at the book signing now, and you know these these film kids are in line. And first, while Andrew's sitting there signing books for people, uh, there's this one guy that comes up, and he's like, "It's the guy who played Chad in Hatchet too. You remember this guy? Because like um, the guy from Frozen was making fun of him, his name. Anyway, so this guy's his brother, and it's the exact same guy who's playing him. So I guess they were twins, and he's saying that you know he killed his brother. You should keep this picture, and guys like this fucking sucks. Because, you know, everybody's giving them shit. Well, some girl comes up, and she shows her tits, and she's like, can you sign this? He goes, sign this one for me and this one for my dad. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> they love having girls with daddy issues in these movies. Remember, like, the one that was like, fuck you, daddy. <laughs> Remember that shit? Yeah. Uh, I wish we had Shapiro in this movie, too. Hey, L wins their fucking NIT game. Who gives a shit? But we won. Yes, That's did. the important thing. All right. You should have been No, I don't do all that. I don't support it. <laughs> Near to the players, for the record. They didn't even want to go. Uh, yeah, I don't know. That. I don't know how much of that I believe, because they look like they enjoyed it tonight. Okay. They should have blown them out by more than a fucking eight-point win. Yeah. But anyway, so this chick first comes up and shows her tits, and then next you get this fat guy who comes up and shows his dick to the guy. He plops his dick right on the book, on on Andrew's face on the book, <laughs> and he says, can you sign this for me? And Andrew's like, oh, I'm sorry, I don't sign that. And like legit people, he showed, he put his dick on the book. It wasn't a prosthetic, it was his dick. And, like, Andrew's like, oh, my God, I can't look away. I can't stop looking at it. And, Vic, I have to tell you something. As disturbed as I was by this, I kind of feel Andrew right here. It was like a bad car crash. I was, like, horrified by it. (laughs) I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm seeing this. Like, I couldn't look away. It was awful. So he's like, I I can't sign that. (laughs) Jesus fucking Christ. They blew me away. I couldn't believe that was on my screen at that time. That is not what I expected. I'm thinking next time I go to a signing, I'm going to whip my dick out and have Kane Hodder sign it. The interesting thing is, apparently at all these uh, conventions, everybody kept doing that joke to Adam Green. And before they meet him, he would say, or before the show, he'd be like, nobody do the joke. It's not funny anymore. We've done it so many times. So apparently everybody (laughs) else had the same idea as you, Vic. But I wouldn't recommend well, you do that to Kane Hodder. Probably not the guy to do that to. He might rip your dick off. He'd probably like it. You realize that Andrew Yon, if he ever does, he's never going to do a convention because of this. 
people are going to be whipping their fucking dick out on him. <laughs> but I don't know. He might be gay. Uh, but, you know but who wants a fat nerd's dick on their book? <laughs> oh, Lord. Then again, I want to see all women's tits. So it's whatever. Yeah. It's, you know, it's fine. Anyway, so <laughs> he called him a homophobe. <laughs> he said he was going to tell everybody he was a homophobe on the Facebooks. And he said he was just going to tour it the audio version. And I'm like, this is Adam Green making fun of people who fucking uh, stole his movies, you know? Yes, sir. I love it. That shit was so funny, though. Like, it was horrible. But it also, it was so funny. Like, I didn't expect it. So right along that time, Felissa Rose gets a, uh, well, she's like, get the fuck out of here. She finally realizes what's going on. She tells him, get the fuck out of here. And, and you know, he says he's going to ca- call him a homophobe on the Facebooks. And she's like, she's like, you think that's a big deal? Most people call him a murderer. She's <laughs> fucking funny. She reminded me of, because um, of her accent, she reminded me of Marissa Tomei and my cousin Vinny. <laughs> that fucking strong New York accent. It was great. Anyway, so she gets a phone call, and then she, you know, she like makes Andrew leave this convention before these people can even really talk to him. So they're kind of on their own, or this book signing rather. And she's like, "I got this interview signed up at Honey Island Swamp, and you just have to sit there and act, you know, sad, and make faces about it." And he's like, "God damn it! Why are people calling me? I should pick up." Anyway. He's like, no, no, I'm not doing it. She's like, it's it's for $600,000. And he's like, nah. and he keeps walking. And she's like, but I got him up to a million. So he decides he's going to do it. He's going to take a private plane, supposedly, to go do a, an interview with somebody important like Ed Bradley, who's dead, <laughs> which is funny, too. So now we go from that, and we go right to the plane where he's sitting there fucking white-knuckling in his seat. And this plane is the shittiest fucking plane I've ever seen in my entire life. It, I mean, it's awful looking. And apparently, whenever they got this plane, they asked Adam Green if they should spruce it up at all, you know, make it look better, because it was supposed to be a private plane. And he's like, no, that's the joke. Is that, you know, <laughs> it's supposed to be shitty. To You know what I mean? So... um yeah. We get various things in here. Like, uh, you get Adam Green as a pilot, walk by. You saw that scene where he was with Joe Lynch. They walked by for like two seconds. They said they couldn't do a water landing. Well, Adam Green was with those fucking uh, sunglasses. There's all sorts of other shit going on on this plane. And this is where I really start moving along here because I tell you what, other than the opening scene of this movie, there's a lot of nothing going on for about, like, 45 minutes before we get to the killing again. That's a long fucking time in a Hatchet movie or a Victor Crowley movie, you know? Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. That is a long gap without killings. Uh, anyway, uh, it, we we go down to the ground where we've got um, the swamp, uh, the Honey Island Swamp, where you've got the three kids, and they go meet up with this guy named Dylan, who's an aspiring actor. And this good dude's fucking goofy. He reminds me of, of Dewey from Scream. I don't know how else to describe this guy. Like, he seems like he's supposed to be a parody. I know he is, but it's like, this guy can't be real. <laughs> so we go, we do a bunch of bullshit with him, and it's funny because uh, Rose, Laura Ortiz, she, she's like, hi, and he, he tries to act all fucking with her and she's like I have a dick 
was great. And he's like, oh. Back to the plane yeah. now. We get a lot of back and forth from the plane to the swamp during this time. And, again, everything that's going on on the plane is unimportant other than you're meeting people like Tiffany Shepis's character, some other characters, but none of them matter. And what you do find out is that this talk show is going to be on Sabrina's show yet again. So Sabrina's going to have them come down there, and that's why it's such a shitty little airplane and everything. But Sean, or Sean, that was his name in the first one, I think, or maybe the second one. Anyway, he doesn't realize that, uh, you know, he's only going to get like $20,000 to do this, not a, not a million fucking dollars. He doesn't realize this yet, but we'll get to that later. Back to the swamp now. And they're like YouTubing the voodoo chant that was said to, the, I, I guess it was the voodoo chant that was used by the mother on the on the nurse, you know what I'm talking about, that created Victor Crowley, basically. You remember that, Vic, from Hatchet 2, where we got the scene where... Yeah. Yeah, so they're trying to recreate this this voodoo chant so they could film it. And, like, they can't figure out what it says. And uh, they're playing YouTube to get the right pronunciation. Well, around this time, the fucking plane just, like, goes nuts. And it's crashing. And it does crash. And a body falls out of the fucking sky. I and mean, it's crazy how it all happens. You know how a plane crash goes. People are flying out the fucking plane. And uh, a body, like, drops right in front of them. And one of them drops the phone, and the phone's still going with these YouTube chants. And uh, we get one last view of the phone at some point of uh, a voodoo chant. And you know who's the one on there? Did you see the last person who was chanting or doing the voodoo thing? It was Reverend Zombie. Tony Todd cameo. Yeah, I noticed that the first time, but I wasn't totally sure what I had just seen. But, you know, I watched it a few more times. I'm so glad that he came back. I have to tell you, I think that's the thing that's lacking in the third and fourth movies. Uh, Tony Todd really helped make those first two movies. I mean, even with just a small scene in the first one, it was like maybe one of the best scenes of the whole movie. Yeah. So then what you get here is, I mean, Victor Crowley comes back to life because of this voodoo, and or we assume because of the voodoo. And Vic, this is, again, where things just go haywire. He starts picking people off one by one. Simple as that. He takes off the he takes out the douchebag that's with uh, Chloe. He eventually takes out Chloe, and this is where it's shocking because you think Chloe's going to be the survivor girl in this one, but not so much. Um, they get taken out. He takes out the like the boyfriend of Tiffany Shepis's character who we find out find out is pregnant but during this whole thing Tiffany Shepis is actually trapped under a chair while they're sinking in the swamp and uh, eventually she drowns and that's kind of a fucked up scene to find out she's pregnant and then to watch her drown the way she does I mean you know most of the Victor Crowley kills are so comical this was one of those like seriously fucked up kills you know what I mean Vic how do I explain that like it's uncomfortable to watch, you know? Yeah, it, it was pretty fucked up. Like, it, somebody it, it, yeah, it was outside of the hatchet norm. But, and, like, people would come up to Adam Green at these book signings, and he would be, they would, or book signings, or whatever the fuck they are, you know, the conventions, and be like, why did you do that? Why did you film that? That was fucked up. And he's like, well, did it affect you? And they're like, yeah. And he goes, that's why we did it. So, yeah. you know, he was, well, it's just like Frozen, Vic. Remember in Frozen, whenever he talks, or the girl starts talking about the dog that's trapped in the house, and that's like, in its own way, a really sad scene? This 
it's kind of the same thing. We're seeing people get hacked apart, but none of that affects us. But when you see it in a real-life type of weird situation like that, it's more... Plus, I know you're disturbed by drowning anyway. Yeah. Yeah, It brought me back to, like, what was it, Vic? Saw 4, Saw 5? Where the dude's head was trapped in the box? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was horrible. I think it was 4. Yeah, it was 4, and then they kind of explained it in 5, what happens. So, uh, but yeah... It's just a fucked up scene, and Tiffany Shepard apparently is a badass because she had to lay in water like this entire fucking movie. That would suck. That would uh, blow out. Yeah, I would. Yeah, so she gets taken out. We get Felicia Rose taken out, but she gets taken out in a way that we've never seen before. She's trying to call somebody. Kane Hodder, or well, Victor Crowley, hacks her arm off, shoves it in her pussy with the mm-hmm. phone still in her hand, all the way out her mouth. <laughs> This is another one of those scenes where you're like, what the fuck is going on here, you know? Like, it, it's like, they're just like, eh, we don't have any good ideas for kills, so we're just going to come up with the most insane shit we can come up with. And they did. So props to them. Like, there wasn't any, any kills I in this movie that, like, idea. say what? I thought, I thought it was a great idea. Oh, it was. But what I'm saying is, in this movie, there wasn't that brutal kill. You know what I'm saying? Like in the other movies, you might have that one brutal kill that really sticks with you. So what they did was they just came up with the most, yeah, they just came out with the most ridiculous thing they could think of, and this is it. So can you think of anything else in the movie that's that's? There's one. We'll get there. Yeah. Okay, but you know he he takes her down. He basically he takes everybody down, Sabrina included, until it is just him, uh, Andrew, Dylan, and Rose that are left, which is surprising because you don't think Rose is going to last this long. And who knew if Andrew would be? It's really weird to see Andrew in the leading role in this because he basically is. It's like Lynn Shay is the leading role in Insidious three and four. You know, it doesn't fit. It's very odd. Like, he seems like not the lead character of any movie. But he is. Oh, maybe that's because Asians are never the lead character unless it's a kung fu movie. <laughs> I know that's racist, but it's true. <laughs> Deny it. And Godzilla. Godzilla. Yes, Godzilla. Godzilla. So, anyway. Yeah, it's down to them. And uh, Dylan gets this plane working to the point that the actual engine's running. And uh, they're trying to knock Victor Crowley into the engine and, and spit him out the other side, basically. And I love the part where Rose is like, though she be little, she be fierce or whatever. And she throws the axe and it just falls down in front of him. Like, or the, the hatchet, it doesn't come anywhere near him. <laughs> it was a terrible throw. And then uh, essentially what happens is Dylan Spears... Uh, uh, Victor Crowley, and they both go fucking flying through this this uh, plane rudder. How awesome was that, Vic? They just fucking squirt out the other no, side. It was, it, was, it was amazing. That was the best kill in this, as far as I'm concerned. I know the Felicia Rose one was like over the top and crazy, but I like the one where they go shooting through this thing, just like when you throw somebody in a wood chipper. That's the shit I love. But, you know, that's where the movie ends, right there. But it doesn't because it goes on a little bit longer. It goes on a little bit longer, and they're showing news reports of what happened. And, you know, uh, 
you, you've got Rose and Andrew have survived, um, but somebody's watching the TV, and I'm thinking, is this Danielle Harris? This has to be Danielle Harris. This has to be Danielle Harris. And then she turns around with her horrible southern accent, and she's like, I've been waiting for you, motherfucker, or whatever. And she cocks her shotgun, and she leaves. So good ending to, to Victor Crowley, and it sets up for a hatchet five. Adam Green's already confirmed that he wants to do a hatchet five. It just really depends on you motherfuckers and you not pirating his shit. So hopefully he makes some money off of this and we get a hatchet five. Um, that that doesn't reveal my feelings on the movie. I just always want a new hatchet, just like I want a new Saul. <laughs> as simple as that, Vic. <laughs> Yeah, if we don't get a hatchet five, I'm coming for all you motherfuckers that pirated his shit and moving all your asses. We're going to show up at your house like Jay and Silent Bob and whoop your ass. Yes. We're going to fuck you up. All right. So, that all being said. We deserve a hatchet five. Yes. At least a hatchet five. I want more after that. But let's get to Hatchet 5 first. I never thought we'd get a Hatchet 4. We've talked about this before. I thought that was the end of the line after Part 3. It just seems like a bitch to yeah. do, you know? Apparently, he just got bored one day and decided to do it. Yeah. I mean, this was a shoestring budget at best. So I'm going to let you talk about it, Vic, because you've been Silent Vic. You've given your opinion here or there. But, you know, Silent Vic gets to give his opinion first. Man, I love this movie. I know I told you that when I first watched it, you probably thought I was crazy. I'm still not sure your thoughts on it because you haven't really told me how you felt about it. I, I love it. this movie. It is nice and cheesy, and like I felt like it was 1984, and I was watching, you know, some of the best cheesy slashers that have ever been created, and it was all put on the on front street. It they had some good kills. Felicia Rose was amazing, but the end of it was like my favorite thing ever. What is going on? Sorry, my second phone's talking to me and I confused for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> it started talking about responding to your voice for text or something. It was crazy. I don't understand. Well, smart we actually had life. people listening live. I didn't even notice. Somebody at Lando Lakes. Awesome. That's neat. Yeah. Anyway, mate. Is that Adam Matthew Green? No, we never gave him the call-in info. He probably got mad when you said he married Kane Hodder. Yeah, probably. Anyway, but, like, that, I don't know, man. There's something about this movie that just, like, it, it makes me happy. I don't know if it's just the fact that it, that it came out and, like, nobody knew that it was being made. Adam Green was born and decided to make a movie one day. Like, Yeah, that's but, pretty fucking awesome. It's just it's just fun to me. I don't remember what I gave the other ones all, except for first I know I gave it a four because it was the best movie ever created. But, I think um, you went four, three and a half or three, and then three. I went, I think, four, four, three. And I see, and I, I see because I'm kind of torn because I like this one better than part three, but I won't give it a three. So I'm kind of torn. It's like a, a high three, not quite a three and a half, I think, is where, I, is where yeah. I'm sitting. I think it, the last one uh, we both said was a low three, for the record. Yeah. It, to me, it's definitely the third best installment of the of the franchise. It's better than part three. And, I mean, it's not quite as good as part two because 
it's not like on that level, but the cheesiness is over the top, and I love it. Um, the Asian, the Asian guy is awesome. Felicia Rose is awesome. Like I said, the ending, man, the ending, nor the I'm sorry, the after the ending, ending, amazing. Yeah, so I'm. Well, the ending it, uh, was good too. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm giving it like a a three point two five, a high three, like almost a three and a half, but not quite. Fair enough. Well, I, I didn't tell you what I thought because I'm still not sure what I think. <laughs> I, I, like, okay, so let's get into this. I, I, I have to really, like, put my thoughts out because I don't think I can have this conversation with anybody but you. <laughs> it, it's true. Like, I tried to talk to my wife about it, and she's just like, okay. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, we just is not going to do it. Anyway, so when I first watched this movie, I thought, well, that was underwhelming. I really did. I don't know what I expected, but I was not that impressed. I didn't think it was shitty or anything. Um, but I was sitting there at like a two and a half. I was like, eh, this is the worst of the franchise. And I don't like three a lot. It's okay. You know, it's a low three. But I don't know, something about this. I just didn't like it the first time. I liked parts of it, but I didn't like it as a whole. It, it, and, and there's some things that I'll stick to about my initial opinions about this. This movie feels really half-assed which it is in some ways because it was filmed in 11 days. And you don't have as much of the horror icon flavor as you did as the others. Yeah, they got Felissa Rose in there. I love that. Tyler Maine made a quick cameo. And we did get the Daniel Harris and, and Tony Todd cameos. I get all that. But I don't know. It, there was something about it that didn't feel the same. And I think it's the fact that actually there were parts of it that took place outside of New Orleans in the Honey Island Swamp. I think that took me out of the movie a little bit, and that was true of repeated viewings. That I mean, don't get me wrong, they added some comedy during that 45-minute gap there to, to kind of, I don't know, lighten the mood or, or just keep it entertaining during that. But there were some of it that fell short for me, like some of it I was like, eh, you know what I mean? Um, so, like, it, it's one of those things where there was such a long period of time between the horror to where it was just comedy, and I'm like, uh, uh, I mean, don't get me wrong, some of it was funny, but, like, the, there was such a big gap. It reminded me of Friday the 13th Part 3. Remember, that's a long fucking, this movie is long, but in Friday the 13th Part 3, there was a long period of time where not shit is happening in that movie, you know? And I felt that mm-hmm. way about this one for a time. But, again, my initial thoughts on the movie were, again, it, it wasn't that impressive. I watched it again, and I watched it again, and I watched it again. And there were things that I started to like better than I did before. Victor Crowley looked fucking sweet in this. He didn't lose anything. We didn't see a whole lot of him in this one, though. Um, But his mannerisms and stuff were awesome. Like, I enjoyed all the ways he acted. There were certain things that he would do that I just really liked. Um, Like, I love whenever he teases killing somebody. Like, whenever he put his foot over her head and just stares at him for a while. And then, or put put his foot over the hot chick's head, uh, and then just takes her out. That was awesome. Kane Hodder is always great in these. He does a fucking awesome job. Adam Green cameo always good. I like the part where he's playing the pilot over the intercom, and he's like, "Because uh, that is what pilots are like on planes, aren't they, Vic? Where they do that fucking long moan. Yeah. You'll fight. You'll lie. Goddamn." Oh, I'm being alright. He's playing with his dinger. Anyway, um, all all 
All in all, Vic, here's what, where I'm stuck with. I don't like it as much as Hatchet or Hatchet 2, but I can't figure out if I like it more than Hatchet 3. If it's better than Hatchet 3, it's not a lot better than Hatchet 3 to me because there was a lot more in Hatchet 3 to like. Like, it was nonstop action in Hatchet 3. You had the Sid Hay cameo. You had Caroline Williams. You had, uh, I mean, Zach Galligan. There were a lot more kills in Hatchet 3. There were fucking shit ton of kills in Hatchet 3. Um, I don't know, man. I'm still going to, I'm going to go, uh, I'm going to go low three on this one, too. I like Victor Crowley. I'm glad it exists. It's just not anywhere near as good as the first two. It feels like he's running out of ideas, though. You know, like the kills weren't as inventive to me. They're okay, but like other than uh, the Felissa Rose and the them going through the plane at the end, what else was there? I mean, it was just your run of the mill every day. But again, this isn't me bitching to the point where it's like, I don't want to watch the fucking movie. Of course I'll watch it. If I have a hatchet marathon, I'm definitely not picking this one out. I'm going to watch it. Um, I don't know. So those are my thoughts on it. Probably a low three, just like Hatchet 3, and I don't know which one I like better. It's, it's hard to say. I get where you're coming from. I do. The cheese is awesome, but at the same time, it just feels like, I, I don't know, because it was rushed, there was a lot of shit that could have been in there that was missing. But again, this is just another entry in a series. Let's compare it to other part four, shall we, Vic? All right, let's do it. Well, let's compare it to Friday the 13th Part 4. No contest. Friday the 13th Part yeah. is probably yeah. the best of the series. Probably the best of the series. Yeah. Depending yeah. on what you're looking that's for. That's in fact, Friday the 13th Four might be the best slasher, period, ever. Then, sorry, that's just my opinion. It might be the best actual slasher ever. Uh, you so, might be right. Um, this is a pure slasher. Friday Thirteenth Part Four is awesome, so it can't top that. It will top Nightmare on Elm Street Part Four easily for me because I don't like most of the sequels. And Part Four is shit because like they're replacing people Tuesday nights in it. And no, this is where <laughs> Nightmare on Elm Street had already yeah, begun to go off the rails at that point. This is when they started fucking churning you're, you're, them out. You your know, hatred for, your hatred for Tuesday night amuses me. She looks stupid. <laughs> I don't know how to explain it any other way. She sucks and she's stupid. I, I, I love it. I love your hatred for it. I don't know what it is. It's great. Something about her irritates me. I don't know what it is. I'm sure she's a nice person. I'm not saying she's not. I just she just irritates well, me. I'm sure somebody is too. So at Child's Play, we get Bride of Chucky. I'll take this over Bride of Chucky. Barely though. Yeah. I like Bride of Chucky more than most people. I do. Um, because, you know, I expect it to be comedy anyway. I think people shit on things that are Chucky, and I'm like, dude, it's a fucking doll. You know what I'm saying? You're way too far beyond this scary shit. And he's part of pop culture at this point. All right, so Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 4, definitely better than that piece of shit. I'm sure we agree. What about Halloween 4, buddy? Where does it compare to Halloween 4? Following four, it, they have something in, in common. They both have Daniel Harris in them. <laughs> they do, they do. You're right. They do. Um, Halloween four is a strange. It, Halloween four is not a good slasher. It's a good movie for the most part, but as far as a slasher goes, you don't even get any tits in it, which is just sad. Yes. And plus, Michael Myers looks like a retard, which he continued to do. In part five and part seven and eight. 
So, I don't know. Michael Myers turned into a, a real mongoloid at some point, but not a Victor Crowley-style mongoloid. They even say mongoloid in this movie. That makes me happy. Do you remember that? Oh, yes. Oh, yes. At, yeah, right around the start, he says, that mongoloid kid? <laughs> I was like, yes, mongoloid. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know. Any yeah, other part four? Is it better in Halloween, Halloween 4? No. I'm going to say no. 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 Because there's things about Halloween 4 I love. Probably Donald Pleasance is the thing that uh, I like the best about part four. So, no, I wouldn't put it above that. I would probably put it above Saw 4 because once you hit Saw 4, they're all the same, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. I would not put it above Scream 4. Scream 4 is probably the second best part four there is. Scream 4 was so good. Yeah, it's the second best part four. Uh, somebody come at me and tell me where I'm wrong. It's, it's Friday 13th part four and then Scream 4. Anybody else have an argument or a fight for that? Scream 4 gets a lot of hate for some reason. Because people are retards. These same people like Scream 3. And Scream 3 is a shitty fucking movie compared to the rest of them. Well, Scream 2 is not great either. It's okay. But 4 is amazing. That's where they came back. And we wanted to Scream 5, but people were too stupid to go to the movies. And now we've lost Wes Craven. So, I guess that's that. Dum-dums. Well, it's definitely better than the Hellraiser 4. I don't even remember what it's like, but I guarantee it's better. I guarantee it's better than (laughs) Leprechaun 4. Which, speaking of, we're going to talk about Leprechaun 3 next week, providing nothing happens or anything weird. I've got the DVD, so if we have to, we'll watch it together, buddy. Yeah, because I I don't remember the last time I saw that. Yeah. I think maybe Part 3 is the one with Caroline Williams. She just likes being in Part 3, I guess. You know, she was in Hatchet 3, so. But she was in Texas Chainsaw, too. Vic, what other what other horror series am I missing that you could argue against with Part Four? Is there anything that I'm leaving out here? Well, you know, there's no Candyman Part Four, so you couldn't argue that. There's well, it probably suck anyway. Yeah, there's probably a Children of the Corn Four, and it probably sucks ass. I'm sure there is. There's like it's fifty it's of those. The four. Uh, I don't know what else. There's only two Chrome Skulls, so not that. I'm sure there's a Puppet Master 4. I'm pretty sure there is, but I've never seen it. I think I've only seen it up to, like, Part 3. It probably sucks anyway. Do you like Puppet Master movies? I do. I do. I think it's insane that this movie gets a 5.7 and that Part 3 gets a 5.7 and that Part 1 gets a 5.7. That's they're, <laughs> To me, they're nowhere on the same level as the first one. Not even and close. part two is 5.5. Yeah. Part two is better than the three and four to me. Easily better. Not not even close. I mean, part one should be in the sevens. Part two should be in the sixes. And those two should be in the fives. Yep. That's fair enough. I agree with that. Like, Vic, I didn't want to tell you what I thought of the movie because I think if I had told you at the time, I was kind of leaning towards I don't like it that much. It was like two and a half. Like, it was... I don't know, man. I loved having Victor Crowley back, but I just was I, I don't know, man. There was a lot of bullshit in this movie that I wish was more in the swamps. I loved it. I don't know how to describe it. I guess, like, um, 
Friday the 13th Part 8 is the way I would describe it. You take Jason out of his natural habitat. Not that they took Victor Crowley out, but you took the movie out of its natural habitat for a good portion of it. And I was just like, nah. You know? I feel it. I feel it. Anyway, oh, Insidious 4. I'll take this over Insidious 4 barely, because I liked Insidious 4. I thought it was, it was good. So, But I'll take this. Both of those have the wrong person leading the movie, in my opinion. They have bit. They have side characters leading the movie. That's what they have in common. Yes, they do. And tomorrow night around this time, we're going to go see The Strangers 2, Pray at Night. I'm excited about that, man. Me too. So we'll definitely talk about that next week. Oh, yeah, if it's good, I'll probably see it twice if I get the chance. Um, Who am I lying to? I'm not going to get to see it twice. I guess I'm lying right on the air. I do that sometimes. (laughs) So, man, what what have you been watching, Vic? I know you've been doing overnights lately. You're a tired old man. You've just been busting your ass at work. What's up with the overnights? Because of Easter? I just have because we're doing resets, and it sucks to try to do resets during the day. What's reset? Like, where you have to uh, uh, re- refresh, like, the whole uh, whole section. Like, we just did tech last night. We had to, like, you know, add, add in all the new product and, like, you know, switch stuff around and move stuff and yada, yada, yada. Yeah, you just can't do that shit with people in your way. I got you. Yeah, it's such an, and we're busy as fuck right now. Like we are so busy, dude. It feels like Christmas in there. Really? That's good. Like last week we did like fifty grand. That's awesome, man. I'm happy to hear that. I figured yeah. you guys were slow. Yeah, I mean, we we're, we always pick up for Easter, but uh, like we're even busier this year for Easter. Nice. It's wild. That's good to hear, man. Well, uh, so uh, that aside, have you actually watched anything? Um, feel like I have, but I don't remember. Well, you won't be all that interested in this, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. I've been watching Jessica Jones, which is a a Marvel TV show, and uh, it's not. It's not like a. It's not that type of show. You know what I mean? Like, it's about a chick who's wearing a leather jacket. She's not a fucking superhero, and she gets pissed off when people call her one. She's just super strong, though. But anyway, all, all sorts of good shit, and a lot of lesbian stuff in this show. Yeah. Okay. What else have I been watching? Uh, I can't sit down to watch any fucking movies lately. I'm going to watch <laughs> Strangers tomorrow before we go... Before we go uh, to the theater, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna watch The Strangers uh, during the day tomorrow. Are you sure? But yeah, I don't have much I'm... else that I've been watching. I need to watch Casino. It's on Netflix, so I'm gonna watch Casino before our Dino Banyan show, just because I like mobsters. Yeah. So you know, people didn't know March. Yeah, March 27th, we're doing our St. Valentine's Day Massacre prequel, which I'm going to enjoy because I love some fucking Irish mob. Talking about the North Side Gang or South Side Gang. South Side Gang, right? Or is it North Side? 
What the fuck? <laughs> I can't remember. Which uh, one is Capone? I'll take Southside. Uh, okay. Dino Banyan was Northside Gang. Capone was Southside. Me sure? Yep. Positive. Because Me Obanian sure? was actually... Yeah, I'm positive. Uh, Obanian was the, the founder of the Northside Gang. And uh, he was the main yeah. rival of Johnny Torrio and Al Capone during the... Uh, bootlegging wars of Chicago in the 1920s. So, different time in our uh, our nation's history, so it'll be fun to talk about. Uh, also, uh, in April, what the fuck do I have on tap for April? I know I've got something on tap. I've got something in mind. Let's see what I have in mind. <laughs> like, I have to write things down because I can't remember shit. I'm old, Vic. I'm just getting older by the second. <laughs> That's horrible. Yeah. Let's see. Nope, I don't have anything for April yet, so we'll have to figure that out. Uh, don't know yet. Sure, we'll have something in order. I can tell you this. I'm planning on doing Richard Speck in July, and then uh, Menendez Brothers in August. So there's some looking ahead for us. Hey, in less than two weeks, Vic, you know what it's time for, right? Like 10 days away, buddy. Well, 12 days away from when we actually go. Poor uh, hound. Yes. You excited? Man, I can't even describe how excited I am. You're ding ding excited? Is it tingly? What? Is your ding ding tingling? Yes, yes, yes it is actually. I'm excited to meet Fiona Dorf for that reason. That's Jennifer Carter bailed on us. That made me sad. So we got to find me some child's play art, okay? Yes. Somebody's got to have some child's play art. I'm sure somebody has one. They better. I'm going to fight them. And Joe Robinson better have his fucking Chucky printer. I'm going to DDT his ass. I'm tired of him half-assing things. His website's still <laughs> down. He didn't pay his bill, apparently. Pissing me off. <laughs> Is that what happened? I mean, that's my assumption. I think that's a good assumption to yeah, have. I'm mean, probably. It's got to be true, because I said so. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So, who else we got to meet there? Uh, I might meet the Happy Death Day guy, as I talked you, about. You last know why week. I'm going. You're going for David Arquette. Yeah. Right. Is there anybody else that you have to meet yeah. other doors? Um. Did I have to? Yeah. I mean, have to is a term. Yeah. I know what you mean. I have I'm to meet, meet everybody from child slave, but I could walk out with just doors and be okay. I, I'm probably you know going mean? to bring my hatchet two poster, and I'm probably going to have Tom Holland and Danielle Harris sign it, just because I've got a lot of people on hatchet two, and I love hatchet two. To me, it's still one of the best part twos in history. But there's a lot of good part twos, so it's hard to top some of them, you know? Friday 13th part two, Texas Chainsaw Massacre part two, Halloween two, Hatchet two, Saw two. Good fucking Lord. And they're all better than Scream two, which I I think is a decent sequel. Part twos are definitely uh, usually the best uh, uh, sequel to the series. Except for Nightmare on Elm Street part two. Except for Although what? the funny thing, 
the funny thing about Nightmare on Elm Street Part 2, even though I'm making fun of it right now, is even though it's the gay one, it's still kind of better than like 4 or 5 and all the rest of them, you know? Yeah. It's not awesome. the best one. Well, that, other than that, of course. Yeah. But it's still not. Well, parts. See, I don't know, man. Part three, we'll have to do. One of these days, after we get done with our 80s and 90s shit that we got to do, it's going to take us forever. But eventually, we'll start ranking sequels, you know? We, I know we did a part two show yeah. upon yeah. a time, but we were stupid and forgot Hatchet 2 by the end of it. And we were hating each other for it. <laughs> and plus, there's more part two by now. Yeah, I mean, how, by now, you've got Insidious 2, Strangers 2, Conjuring 2, you know? Yes, sir. That's a lot of sequels. Anyway, so, uh, fuck, what was I going to talk about? That's why I shouldn't drink on the show, but I can't help myself. I need to drink this. <laughs> Me either. I don't do that stuff. Um, damn it all to hell I love dead air just because I'm stupid and stumped right now <laughs> I'm struggling My bad. I'm watching basketball he's watching basketball he's watching basketball <laughs> remember that commercial with Penny Hardaway and Lil Penny yeah and Tyra yeah. Banks that was Tyra Banks fool Chris Rock doing fucking uh, Little Penny. Oh, so that a commercial with the Tyra Banks. Yes. Yes. Chris Webber should have put up with her no matter how crazy she was. Because, you don't get me wrong, she, she is fucking loony. I'd still put up with it. But, but then again, Rath who is won the, the playing game. Against who? UCLA? Do I? UCLA nah, has a play-in nah, game tonight, uh, don't they? Yeah, there's two play There's two play games. I think UCLA yeah. is tomorrow. <laughs> I, you, I didn't even look at the bracket because I'm pissed off. I'm bitter. Yeah. Tonight it was wrapped for uh, L.I. Brooklyn or whatever. That's what's grinding my gears this week is the NCAA. Okay. You know, it's fine that we didn't make the tournament. We didn't really deserve it. I knew we wouldn't make the tournament. That's not what irritated me. It's the fact that they fucking tried to take our banner from 2013. Fuck you. You know what? All these crooked ass... Uh, North Carolina was... They had fake classes for 20 years, and you didn't take shit from them. So fuck you. I don't care what you think you're going to take. Kiss my ass. I don't support the NCAA. Yeah, I'll watch the games. Fuck you. But I'm not doing a bracket this year. And I won't buy anything in CAA because you can kiss my ass, you motherfuckers. I hate them. Yeah, what he like, says. With a passion. With an unbridled passion, dick suckers. <laughs> they can um, fuck right off. They can fuck right off. That's what I think. Anyway, yes, so, what do you say, buddy? You say we wrap it up for the night and uh, come back next week, try to do Leprechaun 3, see how that goes, because we're probably going to be laughing at it all the way through. I just have to assume that. But if I recall, if I recall correctly, I actually liked Leprechaun 3 better than 2, but I'll have to go back and watch it again and find out what we think, you know? <laughs> I, mean, it's I know I didn't say much. Leprechaun 2 was pretty bad. Yeah. 
Leprechaun 1 was pretty bad, too. Mm-hmm. I like when we do bad movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoy it's, bad it's movies, like bad especially series. in March. Yes, exactly. All right, well, Vic Vic actually used his Twitter yesterday. He was just trying to troll me for some fucking reason. I don't know why he felt the need to do so in the middle of the night, but it made him happy to do it. I just hearted what it. Is? You were trolling me in the middle of the night. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, that was in At Vic Von Eric, you go ahead and troll that motherfucker. Tell him you helped Joey, uh, the, the Jimmy Garofalo tears an ACL in practice. Just piss off Vic. Not that I hope that happens, but I like when people get angry at you. Don't don't, don't say that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know what, Vic? I will tell you this: even though I'm not excited about Case Keenum signing with the Broncos, who else were we supposed to sign? Exactly. Like, I mean, there's at no least he leaves us some money. At least, at least he leaves us some money to get other people. That's really what we need because we couldn't go signing Kirk Cousins, then we couldn't get anybody else. He should have signed Teddy. He's going to the Jets now. Have you seen um, the the people that are pissed off that they're doing the fabulous Moolah Battle Royal at WrestleMania? Uh, I've seen some stuff about it, but I haven't really paid attention to it. Oh, my God. There's a fucking petition and everything. Because, you know, fabulous Moolah used to, like, pimp out her girls, the girls that she trained. Mm Mm-hmm. So like everybody's pissed off yep. that they're they're gonna honor her and they won't put China in the Hall of Fame and stuff. I'm like, it's WWE. Why are you guys surprised by this? Wow, that's stupid. Yeah, I've seen like uproars about it, but I haven't really looked into it. So that's what that is. All right, but anyway, you can follow Vic at Vic Von Eric. Tweet him your mean thoughts and. uh your opinions about his Asian slurs. He's always making fun of Asians on this show. I don't know what his deal is with Asians. He hates them. They're so easy to make fun of. And they're not good at defending themselves either. It's like when I see people... (laughs) There's this page that makes fun of Indians on Facebook. And then the Indians... And when I talk about Indians, I'm talking about dot Indians. You know. Um... Uh, subway Indians or, or uh, uh, convenience store Indians. Anyway, when uh, when like somebody will make fun of them and the Indians will try to defend themselves and like people will just fucking destroy these Indians. They have no chance talking about shit in the streets and stuff. It's so funny. Oh, Indians, I love you all. Anyway, okay. <laughs> so do that. You can tweet me all your... Uh, Indian slurs and whatever slurs you want at Phenomenal TLD. You can find me on Twitter at, or us on Twitter at Travis and Vic Horror. Our website, travisandvichorror.wordpress.com. We'll be back on this very network next week for Leprechaun 3 and then the week after for Dino Banyan. It's a very Irish month. Is Victor Crowley Irish? Yes. Or is he Cajun? He's a little bit of both. Irish All right, Asian. fair enough. What about Adam Green? His name is Adam Green, like me. after all. Yeah, he's definitely Irish. Well, Adam or Green, Jewish. thank you. Adam Green, thank you for doing the movie. And, uh, yes, make another one, please. We bought the movie. We didn't fucking pirate it. In fact, Vic, Vic technically bought it twice. <laughs> right? Yes. Hey, you know, there's a, a stranger... 
there's a stranger's prey at night uh uh fucking um shirt on Cinemark's rewards right now. Oh yeah, go get that. Yeah. yeah, I'm thinking about it. It's 580 points, so I don't know if I can roll like that because then somebody's gonna put out something I really want that's gonna cost more. So I don't know. I think I'll wait. I'll probably save my rewards. You know, I did order the Insidious Four mug. But... I. Nope. Yeah, I don't need it. I don't need a shirt that bad. It. Fuck that. Yeah. So we'll get shirts at the convention <laughs> the way I see it. All right. So that's it for us this well, week. Vic, I'll see you at 10.15 tomorrow for uh, Strangers 2. And we are out later on, y'all. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Any coughs today in the show. Peace. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.